Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Big day though. Oh, big day. Oh, the day started with our uh, blood feud with Jamie Weinstein. I don't know if I would call it a blood feud. He complimented you. my just great insight on the Tea Party movement. So you're on Team Jamie, is what you're saying? Yes, I like him now. Yeah, he's a good guy. I mean, it's, I think eventually. Um, but he did he did dispute on Twitter d- dispute that, that he doesn't talk to people who disagree with him that he's living in that and he has had in his podcast but the, here's the whole thing and this is what I tried to explain to him I really feel that um, and remember he's the guy who interviewed Dan Crenshaw yesterday and right. they, like, had a good conversation that needed to happen is that I had said this to him as well is that, is that I just feel that that um, you know after the Trump tsunami had that we mm-hmm. ended up washed up on different islands. Right. And like his entire crew, who I like really liked, and I actually, I, I don't dislike, but I was put off by them because my feeling was now they're all rabid and unreasonable. But like, like Jamie Weinstein, um, Michelle Field, uh, Essie Cup, um, you know, and, and that's for like his generations, you know, people like from his generation right. in, in circles. And some of the guys from the Weekly Standard, the brilliant guys from the Weekly Standard. Is that everybody? They is like they, you couldn't you couldn't reason with them anymore. You couldn't have conversations with them anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, like I've unplugged from Jamie Weinstein until I ran into he's back into this botch. I've I have unplugged from just about everybody who lost their minds. Right. Although you still love Jonah Goldberg. 
Well, right, because Jonah didn't lose his mind until like recently. Jonah's actually kept an even keel. He's never a Trump guy, and that's fine. Somebody on Twitter said to you they don't understand why you love him so much because he's brilliant. He like will talk about an issue forever without taking a side in it. Uh, well, I mean, I think it, I, I, I like I said earlier is that that recently. Jonah held out. He kept his mind for a long time, but more recently now, he's more obsessed. Right, he didn't angry. go like Jen Rubin level he, Exactly, or, or even... Even uh, Bill Crystal level Even wacko. Bill Crystal. But there were some of the guys who who just didn't lose their mind. This is all about that like movie that I talked about, you know, 200, 800 podcasts ago, where, you know, a comet hits the earth and everybody's in this movie projection theater and they don't get affected by it, but everybody else does. Right. <clears throat> and... <clears throat> and they're just a group of people who didn't lose their minds, even though they're none of them are pro-Trump. But right. like the commentary podcast didn't lose their minds. They're pro-Trump's like Israel stuff, right? But they think he's a lunatic. Uh, Jonah had held out, but recently, he's, I mean, recently I just can't get Jonah Goldberg and Steve Hayes to just stop, stop aim, taking aim at turn. You can't at, get them to stop taking aim. I talk, tried to talk them down, well, but they as a matter won't fact, listen to you. I've tried to like book them on my show, and I don't get anything from them. Like it, oh. it, it, that's a new thing, and I've got actually intermediaries, friends of theirs. So I, I just think that they see the AM and they say no, whatever. But with you know, you know who didn't lose their minds? Well, actually, Rich Lowry didn't literally lose his mind. He, mm. he like I just need people to lose their minds who who are still thinking. You know, the, they, the other guys in the National Review podcast still hate Trump. They lose, right. didn't lose their minds. The Reason Magazine podcast didn't Even lose their minds. Even a bunch of the Daily Caller people don't love Trump, necessarily. Caller or wire? Uh, Daily Wire people, sorry. Um, yeah, I think that's right. I think that that almost to a man, other than maybe Candace Owens, almost to a man, they were DeSantis people. Yeah. DeSantis. yeah, and I mean, I think, for example, the Daily Wire has made a really big deal, like Matt Walsh and Michael Knowles and some of these other people have really, like, pushed the trans social issue stuff in a way that Trump's really not interested in doing, and they've been highly critical on of Trump on that for, like, you know, not being a part of the Bud Light stuff and, um, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of different aspects of that, that, you know, Trump is not... Trump's not a culture warrior, right? And the Daily Wire people are, fundamentally, exactly. I think, is what it comes down to. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I think people like Matt Walsh have been, like, really ahead of the curve on how crazy the trans stuff is. Like, I, I think, like, if Matt Walsh hadn't done the What is a Woman documentary yes. and pushed some of this stuff, like, if there weren't big voices out there saying some of these things, that that those issues wouldn't be where they are today. But I do think we're getting kind of close to a tipping point on that. I saw... Um, well, can I just, before you go any further, yeah. I mean, that's the kind of thing where I just wish we had the brain power of Jonah Goldberg and Steve Hayes and others like them dedicated to issues like that sometimes. Right, and it's not a Trumpy thing because Trump isn't even there on those issues at all. Like, no. Trump doesn't care about that issue. Um, but it's fascinating. I don't know. I saw somebody had posted and was talking about, there's been a lot of discourse lately on Twitter because Helen Joyce has this clip going around where she's talking about how parents of trans kids are going to be the last ones to come around on the trans stuff, but because they, they won't want to face what they did to their own kids. And then simultaneously, this clip kind of popped into my feed 
that was um, a clip a doctor posted. It's it's an older clip, but um, from the I Am Jazz, Jazz Jennings TV show. Uh-huh. And it's Jazz talking to a bunch of younger, quote, trans girls, like boys who are 15, 16, 17 years old, who have halted their puberty and all look like 10-year-old girls, essentially. And then... There's a clip posted with it of the moms in the other room talking and like supporting each other through this journey and like how hard it. And I just thought to myself, like, yep, it's the moms. The moms, the problem. It's there's no dads in the room with them. Some of that. While my mom is meeting with the woman in her mom's group, I'm gonna be hanging out with their daughters. Oh my! Don't die now. Jazz to me is such an inspiration because like growing up, I didn't really have like an advocate. Charlie, Jazz's friend, 15, and this looks like a little girl. This is a boy, I guess? Is this yeah, it's a boy. It's like a 15-year-old boy, but he's halted his puberty. Jeez. That's why he looks like that little girl. Amazing. Or anyone that I look to, like, as a transgender, like, role model. I'm happy that Jazz is sharing what happened to her and her complications because she has been so honest with everyone Nicole, for so long. Jean's daughter, 17, I assume that means son. Like, why yep. hide this? Okay, um, so when are you getting your surgery? About a year from now. What about you, Charlie? So I'm looking to do my surgery probably after I graduate high school because school is just really hard. Like, people were, like, bullying me. Like, people would call me and, like, threaten me. So it's just a lot right now to, like, tackle on all that and then, like, a surgery on top of it. You guys know that I just got my surgery. Yes. How are um, you feeling? I'm doing great now. Like, look at me. I'm sitting cross-legged. I can oh, yes, go honey. shablam and do the whole <laughs> spiel. But um, before, it was not that great. Yeah. There were some complications, and it was really rough. About complications because ago. Jazz, by the way, did not have, because he had halted his puberty, he did not have enough tissue to properly form any kind of adult right. human Fake thing. thing. Is right. Jazz alive? Yeah. He, he weighs... He has gained a ton of weight because of all the like hormones and yeah. stuff. And, like, so mess. here's one of the mothers. So you are going to meet with Tang also? Well, we're hoping to, yes. You're starting the process, and she just wants a vagina right now. And she was blocked early also. Yes. Yeah, this is like the new wave of kids. Yeah. Oh. Oh, wow. The network of moms has been everything. You don't feel as alone. You have a level of confidence in your decisions when you have this tribe. Well, this is yeah, the, the mom tribe oh, cheering yeah. you on. I, I have to be straightforward and honest that I am very cocktails. afraid and nervous and scared about Nicole having a surgery next year. So how's your daughter doing? Haven't seen her in a little while. Nicole, she's having surgery because she said if we didn't let her get surgery to permanently butcher herself, that she'd kill herself. So can I have another cocktail? These, yeah, uh, psychotic. These moms—they're the problem. Yes, they're, and that's that's why they're going to be like the hardest to deprogram. Yes, from this whole thing because they've signed up to do something truly horrific to their children, and there is like a ton of comments and stuff in here that this is obviously like a pedophile's dream that you've made these boys that should look like seventeen-year-old boys right now look permanently like little kids like they're gonna hit the age of consent and puberty does more than just stuff to your body right if you prevent puberty from happening you've essentially 
like blocked brain development and all kinds of things too. Well, yeah, well, absolutely. It's at, astonishing at that people are doing this and like the mom tribe is cheering them on. It's not a surprise to me. There's no dads in this room. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I mean, there were probably dads. Somewhere really in the doing picture. great. She's. I, mean, I can't believe it. She's a junior in high school, and we have had. That's the thing. The kid's not done cooking. Yeah. He's not done cooking. Haven't you seen? Like I certainly did. In my school, we had a, this beautiful girl, beautiful, in my grade, who mm -hmm. then just went like nuts in Winchester and like got a like buzz cut and most and went 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 uh, punkish and like skatery, but all the foundational beauty you could ever imagine. And after high school, she's beautiful again. Right, because she didn't. Nobody let her do anything permanent that right, was going to destroy she was her body kid. and her life. Right, and permanently medicalize her in a way that's going to like ruin all kinds of things about her. It's um it's astonishing and like but that's why it's hard, is because in order to deprogram, those parents will have to face that they did this to their kids. Like others of us can see now. But like facing that you did that to your own kid has gotta be like the hardest thing there is to do. Don't you think? Oh, totally. I mean, like, how are these moms going to look back on this video and see themselves? Yes. It's just amazing. It's amazing. I don't know. I don't know how, uh, like, you've done, how do you, I mean, it, when you're, for instance, we had a kid who had a tooth problem today, and he was in, in agony. Right, he had to have laughing gas and the local right. anesthetic, and it, it, yeah, it was gory scene i'm a changed person for having watched what happened um, god bless oral surgeons the oral surgeon was fantastic um and like cool-headed and great and everything and i mean huh, it is what it is but like how do you go through that to have your kid do something that's fundamentally like damaging long term I don't know. How do you go through that stuff of like surgery and holding your kid's hand through like scary, gory stuff and all this stuff to do something to them that's going to turn them into like a total Frankenstein's monster? I don't know. I, I don't know. And I, I, I mean, you're right. Well, well it, because you did it too. You're right. There's no way to cope whatsoever. Right. There's no way to cope. I mean, you're, I, 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 ugh. What a mess. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to make things too depressing. The internet's been, like, horrifying to me uh, today. Um, between that and um, this Oklahoma teenager who was killed, did you follow this story? Uh, I don't think so. An Oklahoma teenager. So, basically, a bunch of people are blaming libs of TikTok because this kid apparently was non-binary. Okay. That was two consults for surgery Sorry. and. Um. So anyway, so this kid, um, basically, was beat up so badly in a bathroom at her school, or their school, or whatever, that um, that she died in the hospital, and according to them, it's because uh, libs of TikTok had previously like called out this school's librarian. Right. As like being a groomer. But I have a feeling like we don't know the Is there video of it? There's no video of it. it. There's no video of it. First of all, the 
girl who's non-binary who was beat up and tragically died, which is terrible. Of course. Um, was living full-time with her grandmother, according to the news stories, which I read about it, which is red flag numero uno. Yes. Is that the parents are giving all kinds of statements to the media about what a ray of light their daughter was, but she was living with her grandmother and going to school. That's b- big red flag number one. Um, next red flag is that um, is that the school didn't call the police or anything. That this kid was so badly injured in the bathroom that she couldn't get to the like school offices on on her own. Um, she was not like ambulatory, and the school didn't call the police. And the police are now investigating. The family called the police from the hospital where the girl later died. Freaking mess. And like, I mean, I just I wonder. It makes me wonder about these same issues that we already talk about about the schools being wanting to like reduce the school to prison pipeline and like wanting to mainstream kids who shouldn't be mainstreamed into the school like what is going on that in the girl's bathroom this girl gets beat up by multiple kids so badly that she then dies like this is obviously complete failure on the part of the school and for people to point to libs of tiktok i mean there is you see who knows if it has anything to do with non-binary in the hallways or bathrooms right and the kid eventually goes down like a rag doll and they jump on his head and then kick his head, and then like pull his pants down, and kick his head. The kid's unconscious. All you're doing is messing his brain up at this point. These right. kids act like effing animals. Animals. God. So yeah. So the news has been depressing to me today. Um, but yeah, that's another big one. Like people are trying out here trying to blame libs of TikTok for this, when like the school, you know this, this is a kid, you know called. Dagny Benedict who goes by next Benedict or whatever but like it's it's ridiculously sad that this happened and like the fact that the school didn't already call the police I mean like this is going to be a murder investigation presumably or at the extreme least manslaughter I would think so let's get to um Roland Fryer Alice okay yes let's get into a happier well I guess kind of a happier place but at least let's hear from a smart person. Right. Roland Fl- Fryer is the former Harvard. He's former now, or is he, or is he reinstated? Um, Either way. I he, don't even know. I didn't really know that much about him until I saw these videos of him. So doing he came up with like the benchmark um, police uh, study. So I read about this study at the time, but I didn't know yes. much about him personally. Right. Um, but it, it's really an interesting story. Anyway, you can hear him in that clip that I just sent you. He describes the study that he did and what happened to him with it, basically. I collected a lot of data. We collected millions of observations on uh, everyday use of force that wasn't lethal. We collected thousands of observations on lethal force. Reinstated and, 2021. And it, it was in this moment in 2016 that I realized people lose their minds when they don't like the result. So what my paper showed, you'll see tomorrow, uh, like some of you, uh, was that, yes, we saw some bias in the low-level uses of force, every day pushing up against cars and things like that. People seem to like that result. <laughs> but we didn't find any um, uh, racial bias in police shootings. Now, that was really surprising to me because I expected to see it. The little-known fact is I had eight full-time RAs that it took to do this over nearly a year. When I found this surprising result, I hired eight fresh ones and redid it to make sure. Huh. They came up with the same exact answer, and I thought it was robust. And then I went to 
go give it, and my God, all hell broke loose. It was a 104-page, dense, academic, economics paper with a 150-page appendix, okay? It was posted for four minutes when I got my first email. This is full of shit. Doesn't make any sense. And I wrote back, how'd you read it that fast? (laughs) That's amazing. You are a genius. And I had colleagues take me into to the side and say, don't publish this. You'll ruin your career. Mm. I said, what are you talking about? I said, what's wrong with it? Do you believe the first part? Yes. Do you believe the second part? Well, it's the issue is they just don't fit together. <laughs> we like the first one, but you should publish the, no- the second one another time. I said, let me ask this. If the second part about the police shootings, this is a literal conversation. I said to them, if the second part um, showed bias, do you think I would, should publish it then? And they say, yeah, then it would make sense. Yeah. Amazing. And I said, I guarantee you I'll publish it. We'll see what happens. So it was, it was you know, I, I lived under, under um, police protection for about 30 or 40 days. I had a seven-day-old daughter at the time. I remember going and shopping for it because, you know, when you have a newborn, you think you have enough diapers. You don't. So I I was going to the grocery store to get diapers with the armed guard. It was crazy. It was really, truly crazy. So there's, uh, I'll hit the other one now, too. And I also don't tolerate foolishness at all. Okay? And so you can't put me on a task force where we're, going to spend the semester talking about the new name for black people. I don't want to do it. Right? You go to my neighborhood and call someone BIPOC. They'll punch you in the face. (laughs) No one care. I care about the real issues. Right? You know what's offensive? Being unemployed. And so I have had that attitude throughout my career. I don't plan on getting rid of it because I want to make sure we focus on the real issues. And I believe sometimes in universities, we, folk, we start to focus internally on the things that will, but it's not helping the people that we said we came there to help. No wonder Claudine Gay hated him. No wonder. Yeah. So apparently he had like issues with women and Those they got the, rid of him and then and now he's back. Right. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, he's been vindicated. Um, but yeah, well, she chased him out and some others as well. So... Um, then this has not been you know, the the unfortunate truth. This has all been a lie. It was all a lie. It was all a lie. There was never an epidemic of of police assassinating black people in the last fifty years. Anyway, it, it just wasn't. And the, here's the other thing. Right in these shootings, I you know it, it, I'll use it anecdotally, Alice. Mm-hmm. I have been and when I was a young guy in my late teens and early twenties, I was arrested a handful of times. Uh huh. Just being drunk and stupid or breaking stuff and stupid and whatever mm-hmm. driving when i shouldn't have i think is probably fair to say like i was the handcuffs hurt that's what hurts because unless you're careful about it they keep clenching up on your wrists and they hurt you other than that the cops never laid a hand on me right and that's not because i was a child of privilege that's because i never tried to grab anybody's gun or get to put a cop in a headlock right. It's like all this stuff happens 
once somebody does the unthinkable. And for some reason, there's this double standard where, no, cops still have to be perfect. Still have to be perfect. No, 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 no. Like, stop diving for guns. What are we doing? Right. And it's it's a weird thing because, you know, we, we end up in a weird place. So, for example, I think we touched on this briefly yesterday, but I want to bring it up again, that the governor of uh, Missouri called the people who shot a bunch of people at the parade yes. thugs, and that the mayor um, of Kansas City called that a dog whistle. Yeah, we've got that here somewhere, I think. Yeah, I think it's somewhere, but um, but yeah, he said it's a dog whistle to call people literally teenagers who had an argument and so tried to shoot each other and shot a bunch of other people. Both the people who are uh, arrested or indicted or whatever here are still in the hospital for their gunshot wounds. They killed a woman. Like, you're not allowed to call them thugs. That's a dog whistle. He's going to join us later on in this program. After the shooting, he said, we can't let some thugs and criminals just take over and ruin what happened. I gather that's not quite your assessment of what happened that day. I have respect for the governor. Uh, we get along well. I, I disagree strongly with uh, how he would describe that situation. I, I certainly do think this was criminal activity. It was lawlessness. And I think that uh, that's troubling. But thugs is a dog whistle in the most classic sense. And I have seen this dog whistle time and again. There's this kind of giant conservative theory on social media now that the reason that monk shots haven't been shown is because the purported defendants are black. And if it were a white defendant, we would have just shown them. That is absolutely preposterous. There are protections to juveniles. Our city has a gun violence problem. He's going to join. Is there a, did, Ritten, did Rittenhouse get those protections? <laughs> no. Amazing, amazing. We know damn well that media organizations are they're, they're they're worried about two things. One, describing suspects, and believe me, I hear news every well, day. I mean, I wonder too. We haven't heard anything about those suspects in that Oklahoma school where that girl got beat to death. Right. I mean, it's a. I looked up the demographics of the city. It's like a seventy-five percent white city. Right. So it's like. You know, not it's not Lawrence, but it's like Lowell, probably like right. in terms of the whiteness level of the community. I mean, I don't know. It's the fact that they don't like release it or tell you anything. You know that if it went the other way, they would tell you right away. Well, right. This is what like what, if a white like, person exactly shot up the Super Bowl parade on Bill Maher with exactly. Van Jones right there. I mean, we don't know who did this shooting, by the way, the, the, the Super Bowl. Shooting. We have we, some idea. What? If it were a white man shooting, we'd know. Well, we don't know. But they, I mean, they That's how we know. As Van Jones looks around the studio grinning. Really, dude? It's not a white man, I can tell you that much. But you think they were, they were repressing that reporting? They wouldn't tell us about the um, transgender woman that shot up the Christian school for what, like a year? Um, oh, San Bernardino out here. Remember the crazy terrorist Muslims? I, that's when I first noticed, hmm, they're not telling us who it is. I, it's not a white male. The longer they go without telling you, it's not a white male. Okay, Wait. well, we don't, we, for this one, for right now, as of Friday night, February 16th, we, know. we, don't, we don't officially know. Okay, you know, you have special powers. Um, but, I mean, we I don't mean, know apparently who she does this. have special powers. Right. We all have special powers. Because we all guessed it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, and then people are like, what's the motive for shooting up the Super Bowl parade? 
there's no motive for shooting up the Super Bowl parade because that's not what happened. It's people who are thugs got in a fight at a Super Bowl parade. Right. And killed a woman and, a bu- and injured a bunch of other people, including each other. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Well, right, but there are like style rules. I remember the AP a couple of years ago put out style rules about saying like gang shooting, like don't try not to use the word gang, etc. So, so literally, they're trying to obscure this, right? <clears throat> and yeah, no, they they don't they hide, especially when you're giving descriptions. I hear the news read all day, and they're giving descriptions of people, and you're not getting the race of the person. It would be very helpful, but no, you're not getting it. It's the same thing with ninety nine percent of the time. A uh, dog fatally attacks a two-year-old. Right. And we know what the dog is. We know what the dog is, especially when you don't tell us. Right. It's ridiculous. Um. Um, okay. Should we go for the uh, trad cells now or no? Well, are you interested in this story? I mostly wondered if, if you had an opinion on this, I think. This is a guy confronting a woman in the gym. Okay. Okay. I will tell you my opinion. This has a lot of swears in it, unfortunately. So this is, she's um, recording herself, obviously. She's holding some kind of medicine ball thing. She's squatting down. She's doing exercises that, and there are guys behind her working out, and she's confronted by somebody. Yeah, what are you doing? My leg baby on No, don't give me that bull****. I know you know what you're doing. So actually, I'm he kicks the phone so essentially uh, he's upset that she's recording herself doing too sexy an exercise at the gym I, she's a little a-hole and she's trying to get Catch guys checking her out, so she can be whatever she's trying to be like a little fitness influencer. Whatever, whatever. no, whatever Zillennial thinks is the greatest thing in the world is to be a girl who's being objectified at the gym by dudes. Mm -hmm. And by the way, if guys see a hot chick at the gym, guys are going to look because they're heterosexuals. But it's not. She didn't complain about him looking. No, but that's what she was trying to do. Told her, "Don't do this in my gym." Right. Basically. Yeah. What do you think this is? Would you ever do that at the gym? Would I do what? Approach a girl who was recording herself? And he talk? owns the gym, I assume. No, I think he's just a guy there. He said it's my gym. 
Either way, I have no problem with him doing it. I'm I'm aged out of the where I can confront somebody and but but if she's trying to lure guys in and try to I think just, she was just trying to record a video of herself working out probably to be a like fitness influencer. No, she's not. No, she don't pull this crap. So then guys are going to be in trouble when behind her? No. No, she's not trying to get guys in That's trouble. That's BS. Yes, she is. She's trying to trap guys. Definitely. Oh, so you're going to come over and yell at her on video? Yeah, get Morgan Heverin says they're both the R word. Stop! Why is she re- recording? Stop! It's not a it's not a TV studio. Just go home and do your crap if you unless you want to. And by the way, she's recording. There's she she's recording. Men can see her. There's men okay. in the background. She's no this. Crap. I don't love recording yourself at the gym, but I also don't think you should go bother people at the gym. I have no problem. With it. I think it is his gym, by the way. But I don't care if it's not. She's an a hole. She wants to, people to comment that she's being checked out, and then she can get all the warm attention in the world from social media, mm-hmm. and she can like ha- lecture as well. It's like, stop doing that crap. There's, there's dudes generally are going to the gym to try to. Although it's very interesting because the gym gives women the excuse, much like Halloween does, for college coeds to dress like total whores, prostitutes. True. Yeah, I I've, was with a friend of mine, Mike, who uh, who used to DJ, and he had this near BC. He he had was doing this club for Halloween, so I went down to see him, and I was shocked. Everybody was in like negligees with garter belt. Everybody was like slutty up, right? Was, okay, and but but gyms also allow women the opportunity to do this, mm-hmm. and I know some women are just going in there and working out. But I don't generally dress like that at the gym. I'm like baggy t-shirt sweatpants well, gym. Well, right. Because I'm not trying to do that at the gym. Right. Right. But it's a good way. Women are not stupid. You know, it's a good way to. Yeah, if you're single and you consider that like. Right. And some some exercises, you know, feature women essentially contorting themselves in sexual positions. Right. Which is why I don't, although it's been a while since I've been to the gym, I don't wear glasses at the gym. Because I don't want to <laughs> want any tractor. Yeah, beam Mark some... in the chat says that he avoids checking out chicks at the gym on purpose to avoid trouble. Right. No, same here. Like you said, Mark, that's why I don't wear my glasses at the gym. Yeah. I, I don't want to see them. And sometimes I still manage to see them. And I'm like, I, I try to give up as much energy. You know, I don't. Even though you still got kicked out of a gym. How did that happen? You got kicked out of a gym? Yeah. Remember oh, the, because of your payment issue where they confused you with a Tom Shattuck 20 years older right. than you who never paid for his account. Pay up, Tom. <laughs> well, just think, Alice. Somewhere somewhere there's a Tom Shattuck 20 years younger than me that doesn't realize how ruined 20 years his... older than you. No, somewhere there's a Tom Shattuck 20 years younger than me he doesn't realize I'm destroying his opportunities as well. Oh, good. Okay. We'll see, we pass it on. Um, so Biden's doing well in other news. Um, there's a story in the Daily Mail that says... Um, that says the Biden aides uh, have bought him new $150 sneakers to keep him from slipping yeah, and so falling. He's, he's still slipped going up the uh, the plane today, the little stairs. They're like Hoka brand sneakers where he normally wears Skechers, but they have him wearing these sturdy black sneakers uh, to prevent him from falling over. And uh, Nate Silver, of all people, wrote a big piece saying that, like, he's been on the record saying they shouldn't replace Biden because it's, like, too late and it's a bad gamble for months and months. And now because Biden, like, had the story come out from the special counsel, 
handled it that badly at the press conference and then didn't do the Super Bowl interview that presidents normally do, that like, this is a really bad look. And if they're trying this hard to avoid appearances, that they should absolutely replace him. Because basically his point of view is that, you know, if you can't run a campaign, which he doesn't seem to be capable of doing, then you should not run because this is like a close rate. This is a person who wants to see a Democrat win, obviously, Nate Silver. So he's essentially saying like, this is really bad. He's done the fewest interviews of any recent president, including Trump. And that it probably is the right approach from the point of view of the people managing him to not have him do these interviews. But that's why that's such a bad sign. Um, and that, well, the thing is that is, like right. that, that this is very easy to solve if, if everyone's wrong about this, right? Like yep. this is what he writes. So could I other critics and 75% of Americans be wrong about this? Sure. I'm wrong about a lot of things, but if we're wrong about this, it's easy to prove it. Here's what I propose over the course of the next several weeks. Biden should do four lengthy sit down interviews with non-friendly sources non-friendly doesn't mean hostile non-partisan reporters with a track record of asking tough questions a complete recording should be made public he gives examples a lengthy sit-down interview with the washington bureaus of the new york times or the washington post an interview with 60 minutes an interview with some sort of center right print or digital outlet like the dispatch um right you know go on ezra klein's podcast with our like, guy jamie weinstein right <clears throat> and he says this really isn't too much to ask every other recent president has done interviews like this he has to make up for lost time either he should do these interviews or if he can't he needs to get out of the race because he's not capable right and now axios has a piece essentially saying talking about how democrats everybody is all in about the state of the union so they're going to try to they feel that they had a good one last year with him riffing on republicans and he kind of was a good performance for him is uh, axios a new window into the Biden campaign campaign's flux comes from CNN, which reports that some leading Democrats fear the campaign might be stumbling past a point of no return. They've been heartened by listening sessions by Vice President Kamala Harris, which they view as surprising and a welcome change after months of feeling sloughed off by the White House and Biden campaign headquarters. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, Rep. Robert Garcia, California, a first-term progressive who was mayor of Long Beach, told Axios that Biden should use his State of the Union address to spotlight domestic victories to appeal to younger voters. It's going to be a hard moment for the president to re-engage on these domestic issues, he said. He's got a huge record, and I think it's important to remind folks what he's done. Insulin prices, infrastructure. These are going to be uh, uh, crucial. So they've got all their... But there's a big difference between scripted remarks and interviews, and this is why Nate Silver's point is that he can't just keep doing scripted speeches. If he wants to change people's minds that he's mentally competent, he has to go do some interviews with, like, a serious reporter. A serious reporter who can be on his side, but... yes. But, like, a real reporter, not these, like, not just giving a speech or, like, talking to a TikToker for a like puff piece thing you know like right. he has to do like a, some real Can you imagine interviews? by the way here's my you're i totally agree with you because the fact is he spent three hours with the special counsel and the special counsel uh came up with a glaring observation right uh, which is so glaring that he exonerated him <clears throat> from crimes he committed because he thought people would see him as so addled that they would never convict him um 
so yeah, and you're right about this to say the union. It is a rehearsed thing, and and that that's the bar. It's like that if he survives it, they're gonna say, you see, like even if it's good, it's bad. Right. It's that's not. It doesn't prove that you're like mentally all there because you remember even like the Fetterman stuff during the campaign. Part of the issue was that like people reporters talked to him and couldn't hide it that he was like in rough shape because there's such a big difference between giving scripted remarks that you're reading and like speaking off the cuff and answering questions. Right. And I don't know. If this is perfectly true, but I feel safe in saying it, that, uh, you know, unlike perhaps uh, stroke symptoms, dementia doesn't recede. Right. It goes the other way. Now, as far as, like, how bad this White House communication shop is, can you imagine they have him up there? And, like, I don't know how they want young people to get out and vote for him because young people are saying he's too old and adult and we're just leaving. (coughs) Right. Do young people care about insulin? Insulin prices? No. No, generally I, I, not. No. So then he's going to have some like college DB stand up up in the rafters. Whose debt he forgave? Right. And that person better be exemplary. <sighs> I'll tell you. And a person's not going to be exemplary. It's just, it's just a. It, I just think it's a total. It's a. It's a. I don't know. I mean, his presidency is over. It's a matter of formality now. And the the that Axios wrote this. Um, and included many other voices who are Democrats. It's what's being said now. Right. It's what's being said. And you can say that that's fine. Trump is getting beat on for, from these courts, from these wackos. Mm-hmm. And it, it it looks like he's not getting any more jumps from it. Like he's, he's right. maxed out the jumps. He's also not losing from it. Because he can call Nikki Haley Pelosi all day and nobody's going to think that's his glaring deficit. Right. Um, I do want to touch briefly on the Judge Engeron thing, too, because so they issued this. It's going to be because it's three fifty, three fifty four million without yeah. interest. But like with interest, it's like almost a half a billion dollars that he's supposed to come up with here in damages for something nobody's upset about. Like, the banks are happy. Like, nothing bad happened. But do you understand that he has to put up that money even just to appeal it? Right. So this is, like, the really bad thing because they're trying to make it unappealable for him. They're trying of to make course. it so that he has to, like, sell his businesses and his properties just to appeal this ridiculous verdict that he has to come up with a half a billion dollars cash or, like, pay the bail company, the bond it's ridiculous to do it. And, like, I really question... It's so crazy. I mean, like, I think he could still get a bump from this when people realize how nuts it is because because it's so toxic and so goes against, like, everything that this judge can make this determination. And then and then, like, he can't even appeal it unless he comes up with this money. Yes. I mean, like, that seems so freaking unfair. A half a billion dollars. It's of an insane. It's, it's an insane ruling, but to prove that it's an insane ruling, you still have to come up with a half a billion dollars. Yeah, no. It's, I mean, like, doesn't that feel like crazy? Like nobody course. else would get that treatment. And in the meantime, now, like, uh, you know, the Kathy Hochul is having to say to like New York businesses, like, "Don't worry, we're not going to do this to you guys. This is just a Trump thing." Like, I, I am so glad uh, you mentioned that because, uh, because. Um, 
um, what's his name, has been on fire. The um, the Shark Tank guy, Shark Kevin Tank O'Leary. Guy. Yes, he's, he's very upset he, about this. Because oh this goodness. is an insane ruling. Of course it is. Of course it is. And it's going to hurt the city. The money guys are saying don't do it. Listen to the money guys. This is, um, what's his name again, O'Leary? Kevin O'Leary? Yeah. I don't really watch the show. But uh, but he is so spot on here. And Mr. Uh, what are we Mr. Wonderful? Yeah. Is that his thing? This is him with a CNN host who does not like what she's hearing. Wouldn't there be many companies who would not want to do business or loan money to people like yourself or investors if they know that they can get away with fraud and there's no recourse to protect uh-huh. them? Excuse me, what fraud? I don't, I, this is not about Trump anymore. When you get a developer, when you get a developer that builds a building and he says it's worth four hundred million dollars and he wants to borrow two hundred million from a bank, which happens every day, everywhere on Earth, including every American city. Every developer is an entrepreneur. They shine the light on their building and they say it's worth four hundred. The bank does its own due diligence, as was done in this case. Because they're very good at it, the banks are very good, and they say no, it's worth three hundred. Yeah, We're only like going to loan you one hundred fifty million. That haggling has gone on for decades. That's how it works. And then, in this case, even the bank that was supposedly defrauded testified and said, "We didn't lose anything. We want to do business with this guy again. We'd like to." But the judge said, "No, no, 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 no. Let's penalize this developer for three hundred fifty-five million, and we're going to do that. Let's penalize." All the developers, all across America, they've all done the same thing. All of them should go to jail and we should stop building buildings. That's what the message is from New York. Even the governor herself is concerned about what this looks like to investors all around the world. It's not just U.S. domestic. All around the world, people are talking about what happened here. You really think people want to invest money in New York after this? How about we go somewhere else? How, I think there are to, people who would, I don't want to cut you off, but I, I want to converse well, you, with you instead. Well, you just did. I, it's, it's only because I want you're, to have a conversation, a, you know what? Kevin, I as opposed you be, to just you, having you tell me. I respect you because you're a lawyer. You're a lawyer. You understand well, exactly what I'm talking about. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm respectable for a number of reasons, Kevin O'Leary, <laughs> but being a, a lawyer is one of those issues. But I'll tell you, when I, when I hear your conversation, and I do want to converse with you about this point, I understand that there are legitimate concerns that were raised during the trial and will continue to be raised about who the quote unquote, what, who is actually bringing the suit. It wasn't the banks Glad who were saying that we as consumers for, uh, are unsophisticated. For women to be doing the ass queen stuff, by the way. Right. Oh, my goodness. So you get it. Kevin, the guy, was, oh, Kevin O'Leary is awesome. Yeah. And I mean, I just want to highlight too, like, with this ruling that not only is it the half a billion dollars that Trump has to come up with, even if he wants to appeal, which is crazy because it's going to cost him tens of millions of dollars either way. Like even if he ultimately wins the appeal and the judge is out of his mind, which he is, but he's also barred from doing business. So these banks that are saying that they want that they'd be happy to do business with him again, that they made money, that they're thrilled. Like, they also, they're not allowed to do business with Donald Trump again, even if they want to for the next three years. It's it's so... like It's it, like such a weird anti-business, well, like yeah. fascist it, it, ruling. It's freaking it's un-American. And, yeah. It absolutely goes against everything about free market economics that we know. Like, they gave him a loan. 
he paid back the loan everyone's happy but they think that he like this weirdo creepy judge thinks he lied on a form so he has to pay the state of new york 500 million dollars and like not do business for three years like he has to pay he i He's had to pay a psychotic woman, you know, another 85 million. It's an astonishing ruling. And like when you think about the sums of money involved compared with things that people do, like some high schoolers in Oklahoma just murdered a girl in a bathroom. Like there's not going to be millions of dollars trading hands over that. No, and these people who are doing this, uh, you know, who have stepped forward are insane. Fannie Willis is an insane person. Oh, I wanted to play something first before we go. Okay, yes. Fanny Willis, I've made an observation today, Alice. This you made the, the observation or you noticed I made an observation today. Uh-huh. This is remember that we played these cuts last week. Yeah. But here's Fanny Willis, the psychotic DA of Fulton County in Georgia. Remember she talks about having using cash. Right. Right. So here's one of the times she's talked about. My question was where did that cash originally come from? If it didn't come out of the bank. Cash is uh fungible. We've had cash for years in my house. So for me to tell you the source of when it comes from, when you go to Publix and you buy something, you get $50, you throw it in there. When It's been my whole life. When I took out a large amount of money on my first campaign, I kept some of the cash of that. Like, to tell you, I just have cash in my house. I don't have as much today as I would normally have. Right but there. I don't have much as much today as I normally have. That's interesting to me. Listen to this one. But I always have cash at the house. That has been, I don't know all my life. If you're a woman and you go on a date with a man, you better have $200 in your pocket. So if that man acts up, you can go where you want to go. So I keep cash in my house and I don't keep cash as good in my purse like I used to. Isn't that convenient? Mm-hmm. So it's unverifiable because she doesn't do it anymore. In other words, if somebody puts her on the spot and says, why don't you just opening up your purse and showing us some of this cash that you need when you leave your house? She doesn't have any cash. Right. She never has any cash. Right. Because nobody has any cash anymore. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. I thought to myself, like, if I was going to be on the stand, I said, wait, gotta, what if they do a gotcha on me? I should get it out there that I'm not. I don't, do, I don't it. do it anymore. I yeah. used to. I should really get back to that. It was so great when I, I used to have cash all the time. Yeah, I used to have a G. So if I owe somebody a G, I give them a G. Now she's not giving anybody Gs. Right. Cash is gone. She's out of the business. So there we go. That's Fannie Willis, who somehow is not. Um, well, I, I, she better be end up in jail at some point. Um, okay, so uh, Alice, what is the hot sauce? It's the Chelsea Fire Wicked hot sauce. They bring us the Chelsea Fire Wicked hotline, of course, where you can leave a chat chat message for the show. Rest in peace, Alice. I saw uh, Cagney Lynn Carter, who was um, a porn star, died 35, suicide, took her own life. I saw that too. Very pretty. Very More pretty. sad news. Jeez. Um, Everything's sad on the news. Yes, um, you know that happens quite a bit in 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 that industry. It really does. I remember, and I don't know too many names of porn stars, but I remember of like five years ago knowing a couple, and both of these women killed themselves. Does that make you feel bad about consuming porn and contributing to an industry porn, that causes them to? I don't consume porn, young lady. Uh, there was a woman in my life who tried to nudge me into it some years ago. No. Uh, yeah, and she's sitting four feet away from me right now. Toxic I'm industry. I'm starting to think that that is not a a great industry to be in, like uh, um, with your mental health. Agreed. I think I that's true. I know this true. woman who worked at a hotel with us, and she was like 19. 
she was obviously troubled. She was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was freaking tragic. But she was obviously troubled. Had all, all, all abusive, terrible boyfriends. Guys were trying to... She wanted to go to Vegas to be a stripper. Because mm-hmm. the movies were out then. The, right. the Vegas stripping movies. And... And... And, like, guys... I remember knowing one guy. total dirtbag, actually. You would... You're familiar with him, actually. Who, um... Who really decided to take a like a paternal role and say, "Honey, I'm going to help you. We can help you. You can do this." And of course, he I used can her, save her. Of course, he Kinda used her do. for sex. Of okay. course, he did. And you know, like I assume that everybody in her life, you know, under the guise of oh, "I'll help you," you know, "I'll help you out," you did the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that she felt like just like it's it's interesting. I'm really hurting here, and this interest in me seems to wane by these guys after they've like gotten what they want. I don't, I don't even know, but it's talk about a a down show. Can we have anything positive? I know. Yeah, this was really low. Maybe Michael can bring us uh, back. Hey, Tom Malice and little uh, Peter Rabbit. Well, he loved hearing the cooing of that. Uh, this might not be the most hysterical burn barrel message, but uh, as far as Beyonce and that country song, yeah, I think it sounds great. So do I. And someone you may or may not know, he was a lead singer of uh, Hooting the Blowfish, Darius Rucker. Yes. He switched to country, too, and he, I think he makes a lot more money doing country. Yeah. His music's great. Um, and by the way, Tom. Alice, what is my connection to Darius Rucker? Um, is this where you stole the beers? Stole his beers. Both Hoonies and the Blowfish's beers. I have my two cats videoed tracking and killing a mouse. Oh, I love it. So I'd be more than happy to send that to you if you wish. But anyways, love listening, listening to TIC, all the shows, all day at work. Thanks, Mike. And all the podcasts. Appreciate it. Take care. Hey, you too, Michael. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. It is good to know sometimes, you know, that, that the... That people are out there. Sometimes you don't know. But it's been great. The ratings have been great, and I really appreciate that. And I don't need the cat murder stuff, but if if ever we get our stuff together in this house, mm-hmm. someday maybe we could get a putty cat. But it'd have to be an outdoor cat, too. And she couldn't go out the front door because she'll be destroyed by cars immediately. So only backdoor outdoor cat. And go, and these chipmunks are still destroying things. The, the, the brick, the what? I saw a squirrel go in your shed, a red squirrel. Too. Really? Yeah. You like red squirrels too. You're not going to want to have to. I used to like red squirrels. I think I'm at, um, I think unfortunately I'm at war now with the entire Rodentia population. It's it's not anything I want, any place I wanted to be, but they're destroying our house. They brought you to this? Yep. Um, Anyway, thank you all for listening. Michael, Morgan, and Mark in the chat, and Fritz, who's there. Um, Fritz wants to know how his hot sauce was he made you. Oh, it was great. I finished that a he's, long time ago, Fritz. He started his new badge of peppers for this spring already inside to get them ready to go. Very for, nice. Awesome. For the new season. So, um, Anyway, uh, thank you all so much for listening. Everybody in the chat, everybody on Patreon. You can join the Patreon if you want. You get the live streams. You get extra content. Patreon.com slash Burn Barrel or the show's free. Go to BurnBarrelPodcast.com. That's true. Where's the ice cream one? 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.